Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to the 100th episode of She Leads Podcast. Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. This is a very different and special episode to celebrate reaching 100 episodes. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, but today I'm actually the guest. Listen in to hear more about me and my journey in this episode entitled From Darkness to Light with Nicole Walker. You can also go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog to read more about me and She Leads podcast. Hello, hello. My name is Lindsay Bertner, and I am honored to be here with you today on the She Leads podcast 100th episode. Woo! Yes, honey. And listen, I am so excited because I get to interview Miss Nicole Walker, the founder of She Leads podcast. Now, me, myself, I am a peak potential strategist, transformational speaker, and two times number one Amazon bestselling author. So that way you know who is talking to you. But today is not about me. It's not often that I get to interview my colleagues, so I am honored to be here. I want to introduce to you, she is a global influencer an international speaker. She is an avid advocate for women's empowerment. And so that's why I definitely connected with her. Her mission is to help others understand the importance of effective leadership and a healthy mindset. And on March 1st, 2018, she launched She Leads Podcast leadership empowerment for women of color and in just two short years it has already become highly acclaimed and well respected it has been downloaded in 80 plus countries and won numerous awards player fm deemed her the best woman of color podcast two years in a row Feedspot blog ranked her number five out of the top 20 women's leadership podcasts that you must follow also two years in a row. And then just recently, Podcast Magazine named her in the top 50 moms in podcasting. So seeing as she's just been around since 2018, you can tell she is putting out great stuff because she has been winning awards back to back. It is my honor to welcome Miss Nicole Walker, founder of She Leads Podcast, and just congratulations on your 100th episode. Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I appreciate you for interviewing me. I'm super excited to be here. I feel super blessed to have reached a hundred episodes and I'm just really grateful and really excited about this interview. Yes, and I'm excited and honored to interview you. So y'all, this is going to be a party. We're having a watch party for this podcast. So whether you're listening or you're watching the visuals with the watch party, grab your favorite drink if you can and join in this conversation. So Miss Nicole, just take us back to 2018 and what was the motivation behind starting She Leads Podcast? 
Okay, so back to 2018, and I will actually go back a little bit before that. So I'll take you all back to September 2017. So in September of 2017, I totally changed my life. I moved from New Jersey down to Tampa, Florida. And in doing so, I told myself that I would take entrepreneurship seriously for a what would be a fourth time. I've done entrepreneurship in the past from, you probably won't believe it, I started a record label. I owned a recording studio. Yes, I used to rap a little bit. <laughs> as well as I've had a photography company, right? But I feel like none of those I really put all that I could have put into. So that's why I said I would take entrepreneurship seriously a fourth time. So upon moving down here, I started going to different business workshops and expos. And originally, I was actually going to do a scrapbooking business because I love to scrapbook, right? But when I went to the different workshops and I actually had to say, yeah, I got a scrapbooking business, something didn't feel right. Like it just didn't feel like my it, right? But I didn't stop. I didn't allow that to stop me. I kept going. And in doing so, I ended up hiring a business coach just so happens my business coach actually knew me from a teenager and when I told him scrapbooking he's like yeah no we're not gonna do that. <laughs> that's not you I see you on stages I see you speaking I see you helping women and I'm like who are you looking at I don't know who you're talking about you know but lo and behold that's what I ended up going into and he's actually the person who suggested a podcast to me and prior to that, I knew nothing about podcasting. Prior to launching Sheely's podcast, I never listened to another podcast in my life. So totally new terrain, new territory. Funny story, I was actually not going to do a podcast even after telling him that I was because I learned about all of the hard work and dedication that it entailed. So I told him, I said, forget that. I'm not doing it. This was your idea. It wasn't mine. I'm not doing it right? And lo and behold, I ended up going to a podcasting workshop here in Tampa. And when I attended the workshop, it made the process seem not as hard as I thought it would be, right? So I actually talked to the guy there. And thankfully, like Tampa is actually a big podcasting community. It's a lot of people here who've been podcasting for like 13 to 15 years, a lot of knowledge and just a great network of podcasters. So talking to the guy that ran the workshop, telling him what my ideas were. And originally it was supposed to be just leadership with men and women. But I mentioned to him that I was thinking about women of color and he was like, yeah, that's really good. You should do it. So from that day, that's when I actually decided women of color. And this was the end of January, 2018. Within two weeks of that workshop, I started interviewing. And within six weeks of that workshop, she leads podcast was launched so quick turnaround from actually deciding i was going to go forward yes yes and i love that one thing you mentioned was that this was your fourth time at entrepreneurship and uh, it's like okay well what happens if things go wrong or if we don't feel connected with what we're doing and so just allowing yourself that permission to pivot whenever it just didn't feel right in your first business ventures. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. So what would you say was your biggest fear in starting your podcast? 
<sighs> biggest fear. Uh, I would say my biggest fear was wondering whether or not people would actually listen, right? It's like, okay, are people going to listen? But luckily, because I chose to interview such amazing women that already had things going on in their lives, right? People were actually interested in them. So it took the pressure off of wondering if people cared who Nicole Walker was to saying, okay, well, at least people would care who these amazing women were, right? So that took some of the pressure off there. Another pressure was how the people that knew me prior to being Nicole Walker of She Leaves Podcast would view me, right? Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I didn't let anyone in my family know that I was doing this venture besides my aunt, who's been my mentor for years, right? Like, no, not even my mom, like, and I hope she doesn't hate me for that, right? (laughs) But not even my mom, and I don't know. I don't know exactly why, fear of judgment, fear of, I don't know. And, And everybody's super proud of me, so I don't know what that was. Or maybe, you know, everyone has opinions. Maybe I didn't want other people's opinions to cloud my judgment. I'm not sure, but I didn't tell anyone. And then surprisingly as well, like I have a business Facebook page, business meaning it's the Nicole Walker of She Leads podcast, but it's still a personal page. And then I have a Nicole Walker who's the mother of my two children, because that's all that page is really about. And that's what that page really stands for, right? And for my personal page, I didn't announce my podcast until I want to say maybe the beginning of starting it or either like after it was going for a while. And I was actually nervous about what the people that knew me prior to, like I said, being Nicole Walker of She Leads Podcast would think. So those were like the biggest fears on how well I would be received and what people would actually think. Honey, (laughs) keeping those worlds separate, but you know, I think a lot of ladies do that, or men, if you're listening, Um, oftentimes we hold ourselves back and we are our own worst enemies because we're worried about what everyone else is going to think. And so that's part of showing up authentically you as you decided to eventually do, and you have birthed this great and she leads podcast and it's been well received all around the world literally and that's just great that you decided to overcome that so what would you say is has been the biggest struggle since starting a podcast oh the biggest struggle and this probably has been well I can think of two struggles right and I want to say that both of these have been a long time coming. Like it wasn't even with just the podcast, right? So one thing about me is I have, I'm an overachiever and I have super high standards. Like I actually took an assessment and I have what they call unrelenting standards, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to appreciate myself. Like I don't know how to, well, I'm learning. I'm slowly but surely learning how to appreciate myself, but it can be hard. And a good can often be never good enough in my book, which makes me not appreciate my advancements. And that's like such a bummer. I'm super happy that I have like a lot of cheerleaders in my corner that are like, oh, you're doing so awesome. Oh, this is great. So then I rely on them to help me feel better about myself until I'm able to really appreciate the things that I do. And funny story, 
like you actually talked about how I just was named one of the top 50 moms in podcasting, right? And literally, thank you so much, right? Literally, I didn't know how I felt about it because I was number 37, right? And like, so shame on me. Like, this is what my brain goes through. And sometimes I'm so upset that this is what my brain goes through, but I have to accept me for who I am. And this is who I am until I learn how to be somebody better, right? So I was a little ashamed. I'm like, it was 37. And then I actually know someone else who's on the list. So I called her and I said, listen to how I'm feeling. And I said, I don't know how to feel about this being 37. She said, Nicole, you are on the list. She said, do you know how many podcasts it is in the world? And I was just like, oh, yeah, you're right. But I, actually, <laughs> I, but I had to do that. And it's because I've always been like an overachiever. It's always been straight A's. A B was never good enough. Like, it's always been that higher mark, which in doing so, it's good because I operate in excellence the majority of the time. But mm -hmm. it can be a bad place to be because I don't, sometimes appreciate how, how, how well I do. Like I don't appreciate the journey because I'm always looking towards the next mark. I'm always looking towards, okay, that was cool, but how can it be better? So that is a really, really tough place to be. And I will be so glad when I am beyond this place. And I'm so grateful for, like I said, my support system that cheers me on when I don't know how to cheer myself on. So really one of my toughest struggles. Another struggle, which this is super, super private, and it can be a very vulnerable thing to admit, but you know, you guys are my people, right? So if I can't tell you, then who can I tell? <laughs> right, we're listening, we're, we're tuned in, leaning in like, ooh, she's about to say. Right, so for most of my adult life, I have struggled with substance abuse so alcoholism drug abuse has been a thorn in my side so i actually decided to seek recovery and to seek help so that i don't have to rely on substances to show up as the best me because i did realize that they weren't allowing me to show up as the best me like i thought i needed a battery pack in my back to make me more relaxed and you know to make me more happy and upbeat but yet they were taken away from me. And I feel like not allowing me to be the Nicole that God created me to be. So I'm super right. grateful to realize that I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol to be great. I am already great. And I'm enjoying yeah. the journey of actually getting to know who I am. Because I think I took that away from myself by hiding behind these substances for so long. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, kudos to you for being willing to take that step and seek recovery, realizing that, you know, there's something going on here that I need help with. Just the other day, I was doing a live about self-work and the difference between having confidence and having still a low self-worth. But when we get back home, we have this low sense of self-worth within us, which can lead us to be perfectionist or lead us to drug use or drinking alcohol and things like that. So what would you say is, is that first step in, in starting to increase your self-worth? Well, the first step in starting to increase my self-worth is actually accepting me. 
right? So for a long time, like, even though I had these things that I were ashamed of, that I wasn't happy about, I never wanted to accept them. I never wanted to look at them or explore them. I've always wanted to hide behind my my greatness, right? But hide behind the fact that I graduated from college with a degree in computer science while also being a teenage parent and holding down a full-time job, right? By hiding behind, oh, I work at this job, I make this amount of money, by hiding behind, oh, but I'm such a nice person. And not looking at the fact that I can treat people like crap when I feel like it. Not looking at the fact that, oh yeah, I'm great, you know, and I stand for all these great things, but yet it's like you're drunk for more days out the week than you're not, right? So I had to look at me and look at every part of me, even the parts that hurt. And then in doing so, that was the only way that I can actually realize that I needed to change, right? If you ignore something, then it doesn't exist. So why would you change something that doesn't exist? right? And it doesn't exist only because you're ignoring it. It actually does exist. (laughs) If you don't pay attention to it, then to you, it doesn't exist. So even if other people talk about it, you'll look at them like maybe they have five heads because it's like, what are you talking about? Look at this I did. Look at that I did. Look at that I did as opposed to look at this that I'm also doing, right? And I had Mm -hmm. to realize that in looking at the good, the bad, and the in-between, that didn't take away from the good. I think a lot of people think that when they acknowledge the bad and when they acknowledge the in-between, that it negates the good. It doesn't negate the good. It's just accepting your whole self. You have to accept your whole self so that you can make the changes that you want to make so that your entire picture can be good, right? But ignoring half of the picture doesn't make the entire picture good. That That's living a lie. You know, so actually (laughs) accepting yourself and taking an assessment of your entire self and then making a commitment to change whatever you don't like, because nothing is written in stone. If you don't like it, change it. But you have to realize what needs to be changed in order to do so. Yes, yes, I love that. Did y'all hear that and catch all those gems she was dropping? You have to be willing to change. You have to accept all of yourself, the good, the bad, and all in between, and know that who you are matters. And just because you failed in the past does not make you a failure. Just know that it is part of your story and you can keep pushing forward and turn your losses into a lesson. Because I know Miss Nicole and she is awesome. I, I just love her to pieces. With that said, how has podcasting changed your life? <sighs> okay, podcasting, I mean, where do I begin? Is really <laughs> <laughs> With podcasting, I feel like I actually teleported to a whole new realm, if that makes sense. Before podcasting, just even the way I looked at life, the people I surrounded myself with was totally different to what it is today and that in itself is a life changer right they say you are the sum of the five most the five people closest to you right so if those five people aren't people that you admire or look up to or can learn from then you definitely need to change your circle so that 
has been a change that has happened since starting She Leads Podcast. I've joined accountability groups. I've gained business besties. I have all these awesome women to admire and get motivated by and look up to. So it's super, super just so exciting, right? So it's a new excitement for life is a way that She Leads Podcast has helped me to change. Another thing is that surprisingly, I thought that me creating She Leads Podcast was my blessing to the world, which it has been. But what surprised me was how much I would in turn be blessed. When I tell you that every episode of She Leads Podcast has helped my life immensely, it is not an understatement. In one shape, form, or fashion, it's helped my life and helped me to see things differently, helped me to appreciate life differently. It's so funny that I'll be in conversation with different people and something will come up and I'll be like, oh my goodness, this was just on this week's episode of my podcast. Like literally, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just such good content and something to be learned, even from the person that's the teacher, right? The teacher can always be taught. So just being able to learn all of these great things that I'm able to learn and able to relate them to everyday life. Because it's one thing to get content, but if it doesn't relate to everyday life, how good is it really? So that, mm -hmm. that's a blessing. Being able to engage with and meet all of these wonderful women that I had no idea existed. A funny story is that, like, before starting <laughs> She Leads podcast, I thought I was like the first person to want to do empowerment <laughs> because I didn't, I wasn't into thinking about women empowerment, right? So in my world, women empowerment didn't exist, and because mm -hmm. I found that to be a problem, I decided to be the change I wanted to see and create She Leads podcast. Well, when I decided to be that change. I found out about this whole new community of people that were doing the same thing. So it, like I, that's why I say it literally teleported me to a whole nother realm that I did not know existed. And I'm super, super grateful for. So, oh, in addition to teaching, being on stages, uh, what else? Being guests on other people's podcasts, just so many things have transpired. Being in a book about podcasters, articles like just all of these things that I never dreamed happening all happened as a result of She Leads podcast which has literally changed my life. Yes, and I know it has changed the lives of many listeners literally around the world. And that just speaks to the testament that sometimes you have to expand your circle and go outside of your comfort zone, just like you did. And we're grateful that you did that to bring us this amazing podcast. So what has been your most memorable moment since launching this podcast? One of the biggest things that blessed my life or most memorable moments from starting a podcast was actually receiving an email from a young lady who was in college to get her master's degree. And she told me that she was using Sheely's podcast in a thesis paper about the effects of empowering podcasts for women of color but something about how this kind of platform actually helps women of color and in addition to it being a part of her thesis paper she actually entered it into a contest and won a space in this contest so a place that i never went to 
someone I never met at a school that she decided to attend decides to write about Sheely's podcast in her paper, submit this paper to be on this platform. It was actually the National Pop Culture Association in 2019. So submitted to these people, they picked it up and, and she decided to do that. So to realize like, oh my goodness, someone sees me as being deemed somebody or my platform as being deemed good enough to go inside their paper. Like I've written a many of papers in my time <laughs> during school, right? Never did I ever dream in my life that something that I did will be a part of someone else's school paper. Like when you're doing masters, like that's, that's, um, what do they call it? Scholarly. Like everything isn't a scholarly article. Like everything you can't include, like you can't include stuff from Wikipedia in your scholarly <laughs> right. article, you know, in, in, for your masters. So then to know that my content went into someone's product for their masters, like, that blew me away. Like talk about excited, talk about feeling blessed. Another thing was having a woman that was running for 2020 presidency reach out to me and want to be a guest on Sheely's podcast. I'm like, ah, mama made it, right? <laughs> Unfortunately though, I actually had to turn this woman away, right? Because she wasn't a woman of color. So it's mm. been like a conflict for me because I love all people regardless of color, which is funny because I guess another thing is that like people, one of my friends actually asked me, was I a racist? Because I decided to have a platform for women of color. And I'm like, no, I'm not racist. I just chose to be a representation for the underrepresented. So that's another crazy thing is having to defend what I decided to do to help other women of color is a bit crazy and having to let down the people that reach out to me. Cause I have a lot of people reach out to me, including men, surprisingly, mm -hmm. but a lot of women that are not of color who reach out and they seem like amazing women. And under any other circumstance, I would love to interview them, but because I decided to be a representation for underrepresented women, then I have to say no. So, you know, that can be a tough thing. Those are memories that, you know, some good memories, some bad memories, but those are things that I carry with me in relation to Sheely's podcast and just standing up for what I believe in. Nice, nice. And that just goes right into when you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. So just being willing to stand in your ground, did that present a challenge for you or how was that for you? It did present a challenge and not necessarily a challenge in swaying, right? Uh, I stood my ground, but the challenge was how do I state this politically correct, right? Mm -hmm. So ensuring that I stay politically correct because I don't want people to come pick it in front of my house. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so to be politically correct, to be compassionate to people and not just be mean, you know, because I, I am a Sagittarius and Sagittariuses are known to be very blunt. So I have to practice at being soft because I'm not really soft. I'm very hard and straight to the point and, and tough. So being <laughs> soft and being nice as I can be, but still standing my ground. But I will say that 
I never wanted to not stand my ground, but sometimes it gets difficult in like if you want to think about wanting to grow, like I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how much we as women of color actually are into supporting each other. You know, mm -hmm. whereby I feel like women that are not of color, they may, I don't know if they support each other more or maybe they are more supported by other people. Are we as mm -hmm. supported? So I feel like if I wouldn't only do women of color, my platform would be a lot bigger than it is, right? So then conflicting with myself, like, oh man, you made yourself small as opposed to like, no, I didn't make myself small. I'm standing for something that is yes. very important to me. So maybe that back and forth in my head a little bit, but then actually being proud because I feel like as women of color, like how many things do we really have as our own, right? And and we have two strikes against us in what society would say, right? We're a person of color and we're a woman. Like it's bad enough to be a person of color. It's bad enough to be a woman. Well, we have both, right? <laughs> You know, so so it, it's not as easy for us as it is for, let's say, a black man or a Spanish man. It's not as easy for us as it is for a white woman. And mm -hmm. that's just the reality that we have to live with every day. So that is part of why She Leads Podcast exists. And those are some of the struggles as far as just standing up for what I believe in and even in myself being okay with it, even if the numbers don't get to where I know they should be because it's great mm -hmm. content, being okay with knowing that this cause is beyond that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even just using the tools that you had to succeed and knowing what you wanted is a big feat in itself because I don't know if y'all caught this, but she is a mom of two. <laughs> so in starting this podcast from scratch and being a mom of two, how do you practice self-care? How do you balance? Oh, well, you know, it's interesting, right? So like you said, mom of two, I actually have a 20-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. So luckily... I only have one child in the household, right? But that still doesn't make it any easier because I think sometimes when you have a child outside of the household, that may make things harder, right? You can worry more and kind of want to be wherever you want to be. Like my daughter actually lives in a different state than I do. So that's a whole nother level of emotion that you have to deal with. And then learning to be a support virtually can be interesting as well so a big part of my life is prayer my family has a prayer line so we've been praying together for many years in the morning and at night and especially when it comes to having a 20 year old in college like prayer <laughs> has been <laughs> one of the main things that has sustained my life right because when i'm when i pray and I pray wholeheartedly, then I can leave my worries and leave my concerns with God and know that he's going to take care of my child that is off living her life. And like, I can't be there to be the mama bear up close, right? So prayer 
I mean, that's a major part, right? As far as self-care, because my mind can go all over the place, right? Church is a really big part of my life and being in church and being fed spiritually and helping me to show up the way that I need to show up. Like a spiritual foundation is super important for me, exercise. And I just recently started back walking and walking for me is more about mental well-being than physical so if you notice a trend right a lot of my self-care is around my mind because that's where <laughs> it tends to be a battlefield right so meditation is another one journaling oh my goodness journaling is a big 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 part of my life seeking therapy and dealing with some of the past traumas and dealing with Adore, having my daughter and basically me and her growing up together because she is 20 right and I'm not 50 right so I didn't have her when I was 30 right I had her when I was 17 so we grew up together mm-hmm. so you know kind of navigating that terrain going through divorce and having to navigate that terrain right? So therapy plays a large role in me showing up and being the person that I need to be. And that to me is a self-care mechanism. Deep breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, basic stuff, right? Music, like the music that you even listen to, right? Like sometimes when life is going awry, I have to turn on gospel music. I mean, that's the music that keeps Mm -hmm. me grounded. But you know, knowing when it's time to turn on that music and bring myself back to center, right? It's all about being centered for me. When it's time to treat myself, I treat myself by getting a pedicure. I treat myself by taking time out to watch a movie that I like or watch a TV series, which for me is a treat because I stopped watching TV back when I was going to school for my master's. So I don't watch TV as much as I used to. Uh, treating myself to some food that I love, like that self-care. So just being unique, finding unique ways, taking time to make a scrapbook is self-care. So getting into my hobbies and, and being, the biggest part is being okay with taking the time. Like whatever you choose to do, I think that is specific to who you are and what you like, but you have to give yourself that permission to take that time and be okay with it, right? And, and that's, to me, the biggest form of self-care is taking the time that you need to to be with you. Yes, yes. And oftentimes, whenever we think of self-care, we think of having to get a massage or going to the nail salon, getting your hair done. But self-care can be things, just like you stated, going for a walk, saying a prayer, listening to music, deep breathing. So taking that time, even if it's just five minutes, like start somewhere. It doesn't have to be two hours long and all day long event, but start somewhere, whether that's five minutes or five hours, as long as you are getting that into your daily routine. Now, I noticed that you mentioned therapy in there. And I know for a lot of people in the black and brown community, therapy is sort of like taboo. Like we keep our business to ourselves and And as a result, we end up going through these generational cycles of hurt and and not healing our traumas. So what made you decide to take that step to begin doing therapy? Okay, so yeah, and I do agree with you that therapy is taboo, right? And I think it goes to 
like for a long time with me, I never wanted to admit that anything was wrong because in my mind it wasn't. Like depression mm -hmm. was a norm to me. I didn't realize I was depressed, right? Because it was normal. It was my day to day, right? So how how could you think that what you're used to carrying is not normal like of course this is normal like uh this dysfunction is the way everybody does things right right <laughs> <laughs> so ironically though like i lived with this for a long time but what actually made me seek therapy was with a trauma that my daughter experienced so mm -hmm. i had to take my daughter to therapy and then when i took her to therapy the therapist had us do sessions together the next thing you know she wanted to do sessions with me by myself and i'm like no lady <laughs> like how dare you see through my facade and realize that i need some help how dare you right so um i could yeah. just picture you giving like uh, excuse me uh -uh. no way for this. <laughs> like this is for her this isn't for me right but um but thank god that and not thank God that my daughter went through what she went through, but thank God mm -hmm. that I realized that she needed therapy because had I not realized that she needed therapy and that, and being willing to get her that help, I wouldn't have been in the place to get the help that I needed because opening that door for her then opened the door for me and allowed me to be comfortable with it. And, you know, and since then I've had a couple of therapists that I've worked with. So that mm -hmm. just kind of, got the ball rolling and from there i feel like i feel like every person needs therapy like we have said, generational things we have traumas that we experience we have grief that we don't always allow ourselves to go through like there's so many things that we carry as people especially as people of color especially mm -hmm. as women of color that we don't unpack those bags like those bags need to be un packed so that the, so that we can be the people that we were created to be so that is what started therapy and i am so glad that i did because had i not started therapy i wouldn't even sought to seek recovery like i would mm -hmm. have stayed in my drinking and my drugging because that was allowing me to suppress my feelings and and mask everything that was going on and move on and pretend as if everything was all right yeah yeah i love that you said that i'm um, just everything i love everything that you're saying today <laughs> what would you say for that person that is listening and they're struggling like oh do i really need therapy do i want to go to therapy do i want to tap into these feelings that i'm pushing deep down what would you say is like your tip for them to seek out that therapist you know that they can connect with because sometimes they might go and try out therapy and then be like mm -mm, i hated it no i'm never going back so what would be your tip to just stay committed to the process and know that it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all and you might have to try this one or try that one and see what works best for you and your needs well, that's a good question because i was that person like Almost every therapist I went to, I thought they were crazy. Like, no, this person, who's crazy? <laughs> not me. I'm not crazy. You're the one that's crazy, right? All the way from, it's funny, you just reminded me that I actually sought therapy back in my early 20s, uh, mm -hmm. going through different things with relationships. But it was literally, I went in there, you know, told the lady what I had going on. The first thing the lady told me was that I need to stop drinking and smoking. And I'm like, oh, you're drinking and smoking. <laughs> 
I'm out of here, right? <laughs> and I left and I never went back for years until the thing happened with my daughter. So, but then what I found too with myself is that a lot of the therapists, I thought they weren't a good fit, right? So, mm -hmm. but come to find out they were. So one mm -hmm. thing I will say is, if you've been through anything in your life, go seek therapy. And everyone's been through something. So go seek yeah. therapy, right? And then on top of that, I would say give it a chance. It's it's easy to find something wrong with somebody. That's easy, mm -hmm. right? It's not easy to trust the process, right? Trust the process with the person like even if let's say it comes to be that this isn't your person allow it to come to be that like don't count people out five minutes after you meet them right like my current therapist is a young guy who a uh, young white guy who to be honest when i met him i'm like what could this guy tell me he can't tell me anything right when i tell you me and this guy relate on levels that had I crossed him out the day that I met him, I wouldn't have the healing that I currently have right now, right? Mm -hmm. So you never know. And then another thing that I don't like with therapists, which I realized I didn't like, but I understand now, is that like I, I like to know what's going on, right? So you don't necessarily know what's going on. So sometimes you may feel like this isn't working or what's the point? Right. But then I had to realize because I, I wanted to kind of like tell me where we're going. Like, let me know. <laughs> go. Like, you know, because I need to feel like something's happening. Like, I don't I'm just talking to you. Right. Up down. Like what's happening. Right. But but trust that people like these are trained professionals. Right. So trust that they know what they're doing and and, and just allow it to occur. Because then I, I thought about it. I said, well, I guess that they don't tell you what's going on because they don't want you to pretend. Like if they tell you what they're trying to figure out or where they're trying to go, if you're not really serious, you can pretend and show mm -hmm. them what you think they want to see so that you can get an A. Like, no, that's not what this is about. <laughs> like this is about you getting the help that you need and you don't necessarily know what help you need because if you knew it, you wouldn't be where you are, right? So trust the process, give people a chance, but most importantly, go see somebody. Another tip I would say is journaling, right? Journaling is a great way to get your feelings out and see what's going on in there. Funny story about me is that it took me a long time to actually start journaling, right? I was so scared of exploring my feelings, like, like super scared. Uh, I remember years ago, my aunt asked me, she said, it was easier for you to get your master's degree than it is for you to journal. And I say, yeah, like, yeah, like <laughs> knowledge and learning is superficial. Feelings are deep. I wasn't ready, mm, yeah. I wasn't ready to go deep with myself. Right. So go deep, go deep, dig up those things that need to be dug up. Right. Like, just like, like think about gardening, right? Like you got to get the weeds out so your flowers can grow the way you need them to grow. Like you got to get those weeds that have grown in your life out of there so that you can be the flower that God created you to be. So seek them. Yeah. 
Yes, and I love, love, love that because as soon as you said trust the process, it made me think in my own head about committing to the process. And whenever you are seeking help, that's a therapist's job to push you out of your comfort zone. So oftentimes you want to write people off because, oh, no, what are you talking about? I don't like what you're saying. But you need to sit through that and go through that so that you can go deeper, like you just said. And that relates to just like with our goals and dreams or when we're starting businesses, sometimes we try something and then, oh, this is not working. Let me go try something else. And, oh, this is not working. Let me go try something else. And then next thing we know, we haven't achieved any elevation in our business or with our goals that we have planned for our lives. So just like you said, trusting the process and committing to the process and doing everything that you're supposed to do and sticking it out so that you can see those results just like you did, right? Yeah, that's a great point because it is like people hopscotch around business. Like, I'm going to do this for a month. I'm going to do that for a month. <laughs> it's not going to give you the progress or show you the results that you need. Just right. Yeah, going to see a therapist one day is not <laughs> Yes, yes. So where do you draw your inspiration from to produce such a successful podcast? Ah, great question. Hmm, do I know the answer? <laughs> <laughs> Just jumped in my head. No. Um, <laughs> ah, it was, you know, like, I guess really beginning with the end in mind and not realizing that I think I really didn't realize that I was beginning with the end in mind but mm -hmm. the whole point of Sheely's podcast is to focus on self-leadership it's to focus on mindset and is to give like personal and professional success strategies that's the whole purpose right so a lot of the questions that's what they surround themselves around talking about from season one through five it was different. It was the same questions the entire seasons, right? Just so happens with season six, I just changed the questions, which I alternate the different episodes. Like it's the same base of questions, but some questions I may ask these and some questions I may ask these kind of depends on where my mm -hmm. eye goes on the list of questions to ask, right? <laughs> but it all is around sort of like where your leadership inspiration came from around the different views on failure and just how tenacious people are around like people's routines and showing like success leaves clues. So mm -hmm. like, if you want to be successful, look at people that are successful. So showing to me like these women that to some people we may be like larger than life. Right. So it's like, Oh, some of these women are larger than life, but you know, to us, we're, I would say to me, like, I feel like I'm a regular, normal person, you know, but to another person that may not be doing as much as I am, I may seem larger than life, right? So then if I tell you that this is what I do, this is what I do when I wake up, then I'm giving you a blueprint that you can also do to reach the acclaim or the achievements that I have reached. So showing that blueprint, making these people human, right? Giving you an inside glimpse of the lives of the women of Sheely's podcast to make them more human. And to me, that's helping the people as well as helping the guests, right? Because people gravitate to your brand more if they can relate to you as a person. And how will they relate to you as a person is by you sharing your story. So 
I think is twofold mm-hmm. for the guests as well as for the people. And what else? So the inspiration, yeah. And to be honest, it was personal, right? Like these were some of the questions that I wanted to know. Like, how do you view leadership? Like, when did you realize you were a leader? Because it took me a long time to realize I was a leader. So I wanted to see what other people's journeys looked like, right? Did you take as long as I did? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, well, no wonder you're all the way up here and I'm kind of back here in the race. And it's like, learning how not to judge myself because a person that realized they were a leader at 10 is going to be in a different place than a person that realized they were a leader at 28. Like I did, you know, so right. then realizing that we're all on different playing fields and it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. To see how people view failure and then wonder why they keep going. If things don't go the way that they want them to like failure does not mean stop failure means go harder right so just like learning those lessons that keep you on the race to continue to be the best person that you want to be like that's basically the inspiration behind all of the questions and trying to decode it in a way that people can understand and relate to yes yes and i think that just goes to show like you can't compare your chapter 10 to somebody else's chapter 50. you have to define your own success and define your own happiness and you can't be worried about what somebody else has been through because oftentimes you don't see what they did behind the scenes you don't see the late nights or the tears or the struggles or the obstacles you only see the success on the opposite end so just knowing that if you just keep pushing forward you will be there too whenever you focus on your goals and the things that you have so seeing as this is a leadership podcast what would you say is your number one tip for effective leadership Good question. Number one tip for effective leadership. Well, this is something that is a pet peeve of mine, which I guess in a sense is why I have created She Lead Podcast. And like I said, she leads podcast. And like I said, have shown the blueprint, right? I feel like there's always a script, right? Like nothing necessarily has to be reinvented. Right. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of times people don't specifically give individuals the instructions that they need to succeed. And when I'm speaking of this, I'm thinking more of a work environment right Mm -hmm. now, but it can be related to life where like you're thrown in the water and you're expected to sink or swim. And the person that throws you in the water knows how to swim. So like, if you want the best for people, give them the information that they need to be the best, right? Like it bothers me. Like it bothers me. Like my body is doing something right now. Like it's heat going in my body right now. (laughs) I'm telling you, like I felt it, like it really bothers me. (laughs) That's how powerful our thoughts are, right? Yes, like it really bothers me that people rather see other people fail when they know the answer. Like, why do we do this to people? Like, just because you had to struggle doesn't mean that the next person should have to struggle. I believe Mm -hmm. that we go through to help others get through. Like, you went through that pain. Now you can be the martyr for other people. You went through it so somebody else doesn't have to go through it. Be their teacher. And don't think that when you teach somebody something that it's going to 
like them possibly surpassing you will make you less than like I believe that the student should go further than the teacher because to me that makes you an excellent teacher right yes. a lot of people feel like oh they're gonna take my stuff like no <laughs> like what's wrong with you get over yourself right you should want to continue your legacy right and in doing that the only way to continue your legacy is to give away your knowledge our knowledge is to be given away. Like that's the purpose of the knowledge. I mean, charge, don't charge. I mean, you know, we all got to make a living. So whatever you got to do, but the purpose is to give it away because that's how you keep the law rolling, right? Like if you die with all that knowledge, then that's the end of the knowledge, right? And how many people right. could you have saved and could you have helped along the way if you would have told them what they needed to know and help them understand what they needed to understand. So when people realize that it's okay to help others get where they need to go, right? Like it's actually a duty, you know, and you should take that duty and be proud of it as opposed to thinking that another person's success takes away from yours. Shame on you. I believe in an abundance mindset, have an abundance yes. mindset, right? You're the only person yes. that can hold you back. That was awesome because whenever you are worried about people taking from you or if I share this with her or share this with him, then that means they're going to take what's off of my plate. But that is a poverty mindset. That's a lack mindset because there's plenty for everyone to go around. So whenever you are openly sharing and giving, and it's okay if you monetize your knowledge and things like that, but that only attracts more abundance into your life. So I'm glad that you touched on that point for everyone listening out there. And as we start to just wrap up, as we congratulate you on your 100th episode, I want you to just Share where everybody can find you because I know that there are a lot of regular listeners here. And then I know that there are some people that maybe were invited by a friend. Um, if you're listening, make sure you invite your friends to listen and subscribe to the podcast that are just now tuning in. And so they have to take time to go back and listen to all the previous episodes. And so just where can they find you? How can they follow you? Follow your story, subscribe, share that information with them. Okay, awesome, awesome. So She Leads Podcast is on many platforms. Like I learn about new platforms every day because like once you put it out there, some of these other places pick it up. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Google. I think it's called Google Podcasts now. They change their name like all the time. So I think it's called Google hmm. Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio. Now those are the ones that I actively put it on, but other places... Of, it's like a ton of other places that actually have it now, which I can't name all of those because they kind of just pick it up itself. So Google Sheely Podcast, colon, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. It'll come up. You'll see it on whatever player you prefer to listen to it. You can check me out on my website or check out the podcast on the website, NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog. All of the previous episodes are there. You can find She Leads Podcast on Facebook at She Leads Podcast. Come follow us, like us. You can link out to all of my other social media pages, such as LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram via my website. 
and you can send me an email info at nicolewalker.net oh and i will say i will put out a plea right like i want to hear from you like i want to know what you think about Sheely's podcast. Tell me what your favorite episode is. Tell me if you think I'm doing something and it's horrible. Tell me about it. Tell me, like, Nicole, you need to fix this. I'm not saying I'll fix it, but I want to know what you think. (laughs) Tell me what you think. I really want to know, like, the good, the bad, and the in-between. I thrive off of feedback, and it doesn't necessarily have to be good. Like, I want to know whatever you think. I would love to know how you feel about She Leads Podcast, which episode of She Leads Podcast is your favorite. For all of my previous guests, let me know how She Leads Podcast has helped your business. Have you received business from the podcast? Like, let me know. Like, I really want to hear from people. And I have heard from people here and there, but I want to hear more. Tell me more. Send me an email. I am friendly. And I would love to hear from you. Yes, yes. And I am am pleased to say that I have been a previous guest on the She Leads podcast. And I had an awesome time. So definitely reach out to her, pitch her your story, and maybe she'll pick it up and have you as a guest on her show as well. And everybody else, hit subscribe, listen to it, share it with your friends, take notes on it because it's really going to help you improve your life and your leadership and your mindset. So Miss Nicole, again, congratulations on 100 episodes. What are those final, final words that you want to share with the listeners and visual viewers today? Okay, final, final words, right? So I have two quotes that are my favorite quotes right so one is by henry ford and it is whether you believe you can or you can't you're right and i think that's a remix but the (laughs) that's one of my favorite quotes so i I know exactly which one you're talking about still the same right so it goes to our mindset like you can achieve whatever you believe right so if you believe you can you can if you believe you can't you cannot right? So be careful what we are telling ourselves and we are believing, right? And then another thing is one of the things that held me back for a long time was not wanting to make other people feel bad. Hmm. Like I knew that I carried a presence that intimidated a lot of people, but yet like I don't look at myself as better than anyone. I've always been extremely humble, extremely down to earth, and still am to this day. But in not wanting to make other people feel bad, I often dumbed myself down. Like I didn't allow my light to shine. I didn't allow myself to be the great person that I am because I didn't want to make other people feel bad. I didn't want them to think I was stuck up or, you know, all these things that I was worried about other people. And yet I was selling myself short and I was selling the people around me short also. Like you all deserve all of this greatness. Like everyone deserves it, right? So why not? And then what happened was I came across the quote and I don't know it by heart, (laughs) but um, the quote from Coach Carter so it it goes something like, it's not our darkness that scares us, it's our light, right? So sort of being scared of success, I think I was scared of success for a really long time and I didn't want people to think whatever, which going back to that question of like, what was 
like when I first started the podcast, I was scared to let people know, right? So that quote, like literally did something to me and actually it ended up giving me the permission years later to start She Leads Podcast. So do you have it? Yep, yep. I pulled it up for you. I pulled it up. So the quote that she's referring to says, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Or playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people don't feel insecure around you. Mm. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. yeah. So if y'all didn't catch it, that means keep shining bright. Don't dim your light just because it's shining in somebody else's eyes. Tell them to buy a pair of sunglasses and keep it moving, honey, because your light is actually going to help light somebody else's flame that's starting to dim out a little bit. And then you're going to come along shining bright and you're going to light them back up and then they're going to light somebody else back up. And so it's important to share your gifts. And we are thankful to Miss Nicole Walker for sharing her gift and her talents with She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. Again, my name is Lindsay Vertner. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. It has been my honor to be here with you today and to interview the amazing Miss Nicole. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and just sharing your podcast with the world. We truly appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay, for interviewing me. You've done an awesome and amazing job. So I look forward to seeing you as a podcast host in the future. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the 100th episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope the content helped you in some way, shape, or form. Tell a friend to tell a friend about She Leads Podcast so we can continue to grow and to serve those that are looking to grow. On Friday, May 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern, we'll be having a watch party to celebrate reaching 100 episodes. And I would love for you to attend. Go to Eventbrite and search for She Leads Podcast 100th episode watch party to register. I hope to see you there. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.